This is DaiZenQEX, the podcast, episode 203 for the week of January 3rd, 2010. Welcome to Dies and Shoe EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dies and Shoe EX. That's right, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. It is a brand new year. We are now in 12 years of Dies and Shoe EX. Started up Vegito EX's Ultimate DBZ Links page or something like that. In January 1998, quickly changed into Vegeta EX's homepage, and sometime around 99, I think it became Daisenshu EX. And here we are, January 2010, 12 years later. I am joined, as always, by the wife, Mary. Hiya. Hello over there. I'm surprised your old website name didn't have like a gazillion numbers after it. No, I just had letters, no numbers. So you went through <laughs> three name changes in two years? Yeah. Wow. But then he hasn't changed it since. That's, That's right. true. I'm on a good streak here. So you could say it's been 11 years of Dyson Shoe X, the website. There will be a name change in the future. Ooh, cryptic. Just saying. Really? Just saying. I don't know how long it will be. There have been talks, but... It might be years. It'll probably be years. There haven't been talks involving me, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've talked about it. We have? Yeah, you oh, still know have. what I'm talking about. That's all right. Okay. We are joined this week by our good friend, our now officially formally engaged friend out in Japan, Julian. Yes. Hey, everyone. Woo-hoo. Hey, dude. So uh, how's the engaged life treating you? Well, not too bad. I'm over here at my fiance's house for New Year's. So um, it's cold, but I'm in the Kotatsu, so I'm kind of warm. And my girlfriend is hanging, well, my fiance is hanging out with me here. <laughs> That's right. You have to get used to this, saying it that way, and then it'll change again anyway after the wedding yes well I'll, I'll be saying fiance for a while after we're married i figure yeah. every couple of months at work i'll accidentally refer to you mike as my boyfriend yeah yeah i've occasionally slipped into girlfriend occasionally but it's hard to undo like eight years worth of referring to you that way <laughs> i know i know all right let's talk about this episode we have a doozy for you this week of course we didn't get around to doing it last week we tried julian you were stuck at school doing something School? Yeah, I had work, but I'm off this week, so... That's right, we're actually recording on December 30th, although it's 31st over there, right? Um, yes, I believe so, in fact. <laughs> we have no right. idea what day it is. That's <laughs> how we it's roll It's vacation here. time. Exactly. That's right. That's why I have no matter. sense of time and space, because I haven't been at work in a week. <laughs> like, where am I? All right, so what's up this episode? We are going to do our annual, our legendary recap of the year's big news stories... We're going to check in on the predictions we made for 2009 last year. I am so looking forward to this in all the right and wrong ways. And we're also going to make new predictions for 2010. But since every other podcast for every other topic, every other subject matter is doing it, we're going to talk about the decade as well. Our good buddy Tanuki suggested it. We are going to do our top five stories of the decade. Decade, eh? That's wow. right. Yes. The fact that there's like enough stories to fill up Dragon Ball in a decade is crazy. Absolutely. And we'll talk all about that. But before we get to the topic of the show, Julian. Yes. You got hit by a bus. It was not a bus. <laughs> a truck. <laughs> it was one of those, you know, those dinky Japanese del- delivery trucks. <laughs> Tell me what happened. Oh, so basically I was 
uh, riding my bike home from the fiance's house and going through an intersection, going straight, and the guy coming the other way decides to try and turn without putting on his turn signal or checking to see if there were other vehicles. And so I ended up getting broadsided for the right. But uh, in spite of that, I seem to be mostly okay. The tip of my right pinky is kind of bruised and purplish, but it doesn't seem to be broken, so... Um, I, I, I do get the sense that whatever medical expenses I do get will be, end up being paid for by the other guy's insurance, but... Uh, <laughs> do you have to exchange info? I was, yeah, I was tired, and I wanted to get home. So wait, that you could have are been a lot admitting worse. some fault here. No, they made me ride in an ambulance because my finger hurt. <laughs> Sounds like Japan, people... Japan uses ambulances for the most trivial things, and it's just absolutely annoying. Well, at least you got a free ride, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> ride in an ambulance come on it's kind of cool guess. i mean it's not cool if you'd be like you know severely injured in, Mary, I in love an ambulance how you look on the bright side of things right? i think it would be ride, cool right? to ride in an ambulance if i wasn't severely hurt oh god well julian <laughs> we're, we're glad that you're okay after being hit by a truck yeah it sounds like people in japan drive kind of carelessly as they do here in the states yep all right well it's good to hear that you're not uh fatally injured over in japan mm-hmm. before we get I know I just said before we get to it, we have this story. I have a little mini discussion. And, Julian, I want to ask you about something. But before we get to it, Mary, you and I went up to New York City. Was it two weeks ago at this point? Yeah, about two weeks. I can't remember. We stopped by Kinokinia, and I wanted to grab some random shit because I like to grab random shit every time we go. I figure if we're going to pay to go there, I might as well grab a – maybe I'll grab a Kanzenban I don't have or something like that. Well – they didn't have any of the Dragon Ball Kanzenban there. I thought that was a little weird. Really? Yeah. I noticed they did have, however, all of the re-released Tonkobon with the greenish rearranged cover art and spine art and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab one of those. So I grabbed uh, Volume 42 to figure out oh, which one do I grab. They didn't have number one, and right, I'll get the last one. And while I was there, I also grabbed two of the... Uh, Animanga as well. So I'm up to a grand total of four of those now. I got the ones with uh, Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. But Julian, I wanted to ask you, it was very strange to me to not see any of the Kanzenban there. It was certainly there last time I went. Are you seeing anything like this over in Japan? Has this re-release of the Tonkobon replaced the Kanzenban, even though all the guidebooks are now referring to the Kanzenban? You know, I don't think so. Last time I was in a bookstore, I distinctly remember seeing the Kanzenban there. It could be a shelf space consideration. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. It's especially since they just move locations in the city, so maybe they think a little bit more carefully about what they put up on the shelves. And I bet if you went to Book Off, oh. you'd find plenty oh, of Oh, I'm sure Book Off has them for half price, too. They're not on Fifth Avenue anymore? Uh, what? You know? Yeah. Yeah, they move locations. It's, uh, it's by Bryant Park yeah, now. Yeah, it's by Bryant Park now. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it could be that, but I'll I'll check just uh, out of curiosity next time I go to a bookstore, I guess. Yeah, I'm By the curious. way, are you still restocking these? <laughs> exactly. I mean, yes. j- just notice, hey, is it out at all? Is this what they're pushing? I thought it was a little weird. Of course, I thought it was weird that they re-released the Tonkobon at all, considering Yeah, that was weird, too. I should mention that, aside from when the Kanzenban was first released, the version that they've always put out, for, first and foremost, has been the Tonkobon. Uh, aside from when it was first released, the Kanzenban has sort of always been in the deluxe release section. 
Right, right. With the the fancy versions of other series. Mm -hmm. So it it could just be that they're, you know, marketing it as the usual release, which tends to be what they do. Right. Makes sense. So, yeah, I don't know what's up with that, but I'll check on it. And my girl, or my my fiancé just got this weird expression, like, of shock, because there's a news article about Wendy's pulling out all of their Japanese locations. (laughs) You heard about that. Wait, what happened? Wendy's is gone. (gasps) No! Wendy's is my favorite out of all the fast food places, so they're getting so out of Japan, Japan now? Yeah. Oh. Well, they only had a few places. There's, like, one in Kyoto and a few in Tokyo. But... What's the preferred burger place over there? McDonald's. Uh, I figured. <laughs> all Followed right. by all the Japanese chains. Let's move on. Before we hit the year's full news stories, we got uh, a little bit of news from just the last two weeks, actually, so let's hit it right now. First thing up, Dragon Ball DS2, which we have talked about before. It's coming out in February over in Japan. The uh, new trailer for the game and actually the official website are showcasing that Shenron no Nazo, which was the first Famicom game, first NES game for the series, uh, contrary to popular belief, it wasn't the first video game, period. There was uh, one other game on a different system that came out first. It was... Uh, I forget which one it was. Something, something cassette. Uh, anyway, so the first Famicom game is actually going to be hidden away somewhere on the new DS game. The trailer showcases this uh, with little Goku hopping around and the old music and everything. So that's pretty exciting. Of course, we don't have an announcement for Dragon Ball DS2 here in the U.S. at all yet. So it'll be very interesting to see if we do get the DS game, which version of the Famicom game or NES game will it have, if at all. Will we get Dragon Power as it was released in 86 here, or will we get nothing? So I am looking forward to that. Uh, Julian, the only other bit of news we got, what's this? Yes, the last bit of news that we've got is the three Dragon Ball Kai Korochan pack CDs that are coming in February. There's three packages available, each available for 1,500 yen each, coming out on 24th of February. First one is called Dragon Ball Kai Goku vs. Vegeta. The second one is called Goku vs. Ginyu Tokusentai. And the last one is Goku vs. Frieza. Yep, and apparently they're going to come with a picture book or something. Now, we did get two Kodotan packs for Dragon Ball Z, which I think contained about five songs each. I think it was Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. That, are these those like, were the two. Are these singles? What are they again? They're like mini albums of old music, just re-released for the hell of it. And there was a Kodotan pack announced for Kai long before we got any of the new Kai CDs. That was canceled, and eventually we ended up with that Kai song collection. Seems to be what that turned into. So I'm very interested in seeing what will these be. Will they be a, a shorter collection of songs from just that era? I can see the Goku versus Vegeta one having, you know, the opening, the ending, and maybe Over the Star. And then the Ginyu one having their insert character theme song. And then the Goku Frieza one having that uh, Only a Chilling Elegy song. So I don't know what's going on with these. No track listings, but they're cheap and they're coming out in February. Look forward to more info on them soon, hopefully. With that, we're going to turn it over to our big, our big, big, big 2009 news recap. So what we're going to do here is cruise through the months of 2009. We're not going to do a whole lot of context and surrounding story on what the stories are, because we told you all about these. You've read it on the website as well. So we'll just go through the months, and then at the end we'll you know tell you what we thought the big stories were, what really mattered, and then I'm really looking forward to the uh, top five of the decade, January. Julian, would you like to get us going here? What happened in January 2009? 
Well, we got three main news items in January. First off, the PSP game based on Dragon Ball Evolution was first listed as coming out, and the images come soon after. And I got to tell you, the images, <laughs> I think, really, really, really spoke for the quality. They sure did. Such as it was of this game. Right. <laughs> oh, flashbacks to early versions of Mortal Kombat, I think. Damn right. <laughs> but not nowhere near as entertaining. After that, we've got about 20 layoffs at Funimation, which I guess is you know pretty much par for the course in these tough economic times, including their then-current COO, Brian Burke. So, yes, so it was a little bit of a surprise that they lose their chief operating officer, but the layoffs are not unexpected considering how bad the economy's been. And lastly, in the month of January, we have Origins for the DS recalled and pulled off the shelves in Australia due to some content not matching up with its PG rating in the country. Yes, that's right. Some nudity involved in the game. Yes. Oh, shock and horror. Those poor <laughs> children will have their minds scarred forever. All right, let's move on. Mary, tell me about February 2009. All right. So for the Rule CD single, which was the theme song for Dragon Ball Evolution, Toriyama did a sketch of Ayumi Hamasaki, quote, as Goku, end quote, for the artwork on the CD. Also, uh, what later ended up becoming Kai was first announced. Um, it was the, quote, refreshed version of the series in honor of the 20th anniversary, uh, utilizing new technology, widescreen uh, formatting, and in HD with the original cast, sound effects being updated with new opening and ending theme songs, and it was listed for beginning April 5th. Wow, it seems like forever ago. I know, doesn't it? <laughs> seems like just yesterday. Yeah. Hey, I was with my girlfriend at the time when we reported on that. Oh, I remember remember sending emails and IMs to people like, oh my God, something's happening. What's going on? Big oh, shit's crazy going times. down. All right, keep oh, going. Yes. It was a new French DVD uh, set announced for Dragon Ball Z, which was uncut and in 4x3 aspect ratio, scheduled to come out in March. So uh, going back to our second news piece for February, uh, this refreshed version of the series has a name now. It's Dragon Ball Kai. Now, Julian, what did the Kai mean here? So Kai means like an updated version or a slightly changed thing. So Aratameru is to alter something or to update it. So That made sense in this context. Yeah. Also in February, uh, us, I guess, on this show and on your website, let everyone know about an upcoming Dragon Ball game for the Nintendo Wii. Which we wouldn't hear about for months to come. This came to us courtesy of our buddy Mark over the Fanboy Review. We got even more Kai details this month, such as the new version of the show would be moving at a faster pace. This led to a lot of questions about, well, what are they cutting episodes? Are they cutting scenes? What's going on here? Right. So we all know how that turned out. Dragon Ball Z story for the Nintendo DS was renamed under the Kai title to fit with that branding oh. and kind of jumping on the bandwagon. Very interesting stuff. I think that was announced uh, like November or December the previous year as, yeah, Dragon Ball Z story. So it was interesting. We recently reviewed that on the show in the podcast. We were talking about how funny it was that the game has so much filler in it. So it's kind of at odds with it being slapped with the Kai title. Very neat. Well, you know, they want to cash in on what's current. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's getting slapped with Kai nowadays. It's like Z never existed. It's kind of <laughs> weird. The Jump Anime Tour special from last year was going to be uh, receiving a non-Toriyama drawn manga adaptation in V-Jump. Ah, yes, which I think Konzentai has uh, scanlation up now, so you can go check it out. Lastly, uh, more layoffs, unfortunately, this time at Viz, 
and uh, may or may not resulting from this, there are a lot of Viz Big DBZ uh, book delays. Yeah, we talked endlessly about this over the course of the year. I think some of them are famously delayed, what, six months after multiple delays? Absolutely terrible. All right, let's move on to March 2009. Kai details continuing to trickle out, though we had all the major info at that point. The idol group Sherry was going to cover Romantiku Ageruyo, the uh, original closing theme to the first Dragon Ball TV series in an April CD single release, and we did indeed review that here on the show in the podcast. You can read and hear all about it. Coming out of nowhere, the super exciting guide, the first one anyway, the story volume was released, another thing we reviewed on the show here. The Kai theme songs, now named as Dragon Soul and Yeah Break Care Break, were going to be performed by Takeyoshi Tanimoto, a newcomer for the franchise. We'd hear a lot more about him and the songs as time went on. We had confirmations for some Kai Seiyu, the voice actors and actresses, but not for the replacements yet, for, uh characters whose voice actors had passed away. The Super Exciting Guide character volume, we got a little details on this slightly early. That was going to be coming in April, one after another. Uh, keeping it going with Kai here, Kenji Yamamoto is named as the composer for Kai, a veteran of video game scoring for the franchise for many, many, many years. First voice actor replacement we got was Masaharu Sato, named as the Kame Senin voice actor. Uh, we had plus license granted the well, license to Dragon Ball in, quote, Nordic and Eastern Europe. I know we followed up on that a little bit with our buddy Son Gofe. I uh, actually emailed them and tried to figure out what was going on over there. I know we had some updates if you uh, read back in March. Big story. Evolution was delayed in the U.S. from April 8th. To April 10th, a Friday, like most normal movie <laughs> releases. This was already yes. coming after uh, at least one major delay. We'll talk more about Evolution, I'm sure, as we continue onward. Uh, and finally, CD singles were announced for the Kai opening and ending themes. Julian, we'll go back over to you. What happened in April? So in April, we had Hikaru Midorikawa officially announced as the Tenshin Han voice actor replacement because Tenshin Han's previous voice actor had sadly passed away. So it was not unexpected. But um, it was an interesting choice, considering the fairly important role that Higaru Midorikawa had played later on in the series as number 16. Righto. Now, as for Evolution, I went to see the movie actually a Thursday before it officially came out in Japan. And I saw it in Japanese first, and then about a week and a half later, I saw it again. Or sorry, I saw it in English first, and then I saw it a week and a half later with some friends in Japanese. Right, yeah, you reviewed it on the show for us first. Yeah, it was um, an interesting movie. <laughs> um, has a, a certain um, number of departures from what we would expect in a Dragon Ball film. In That's fact, right. aside from Dragon Ball itself, you know, it's a kind of fun, low-budget action movie, I suppose. But, um... It did not attract much attention in the movie-going public in general, bringing in just a meager $4.8 million in the U.S. on its opening weekend. It did a bit better in Japan and parts of Asia before right. petering out once, you know, word of mouth right. got around how bad the movie was. And after that, we had the super exciting guide character volume released. Uh, Toriyama officially reveals Mr. Satan's name as... Mark. <laughs> Explain to us where this came from. Um, so I thought this was really, really big news. See, Mr. Satan has always been a stage name. Right. And so people are always curious as to what Mr. Satan's real name is. And so finally, Toriyama ad admits that it's simply Mark. 
But in spite of seeming just like a regular, ordinary name, it actually fits in perfectly with the pun scheme because Maku, if you reverse this, the um, parts, you get Akuma, which is devil in Japanese. Always the clever man. Yes, so I, I just thought that was perfectly fitting and hilarious. And finally, uh, in April 2009, despite the Kanzenban release seeming to have become the standard with its references in major guidebooks, the entire Tanko Bone Run is announced to get a re-release in Japan with adjusted cover art. Right, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Now, it kind of surprised me. I mean, they, they do revise covers of books from time to time sure, in bookstores. Sure. But just to have it as a major sort of thing, I mean, the only thing that they changed was the cover. And they kept the same artwork, even. It's just the design on the cover. I think it was more almost so people would go out and buy it again. So right, they could have the right. Newer. I am guilty of. <laughs> All right, let's talk no longer of my guilt. Mary, why don't you keep it going here? What happened in May? The Kurochan pack Dragon Ball Kai CD was announced, and then and ultimately cancelled. Uh, they kind of also, we touched upon that today as well. Yeah. Uh, in May, we also got some more of his big delays. <laughs> A recurring news item. Also, uh, Namco Bandai fiscal report leaks that the new PS3 and 360 DBZ game is coming in quarter two of fiscal year 2009-10. Tenkaichi Daiboken for the Wii and Raging Blast for the PS3 and 360 are revealed. Well, there you go. Dragon Ball Evolution was announced for a July 28th home video release. Mm-hmm. Very soon after. Indeed. And finally, Europe was going to get the new video games as well from Namco Bandai themselves, curiously. No Atari named anywhere. We will revisit that bit of information. Let's talk about June 2009. Here we go. New games confirmed for a U.S. release direct from Namco Bandai themselves. Atari completely gone. The story here seemed to be, uh, well, we I think it was 2008, the uh, Atari and Funimation dispute. So it had something to do with marketing and money that was or was not paid. For whatever reason, Atari was totally gone. Namco Bandai had the rights starting in January 2010 but they had an early deal for the three new games, uh, which we'll continue to talk about. Speaking of new games, a vocal theme song is confirmed for the Wii game, but uh, we didn't get any more info for a little bit. Here's another big one. Walmart lists a Dragon Ball Season 1, in parentheses, widescreen, for a September 15th release. Simultaneously, the original Saga of Goku, as it was released uh, on DVD, and there were the VHSs uh, years earlier, that was the original 1995, edited uh, dub only that becomes unavailable in nearly all online retailers Funimation calls the listing a quote mistake so Kai would be coming to Blu-ray in Japan in September along with a standard DVD release Kai's been going for a little bit at this point here we go Kurochan Pack Dragon Ball Kai CD is cancelled lots of delays and cancellations these things just resurface over and over things are announced then put on hiatus then re-announced and cancelled going back to the Kai Blu-ray release it's detailed as 4x3 the first volume will be single disc and after that the Blu-ray will be box sets only and the DVDs will be single disc only and the DVDs are 16 by 9 now we talk about how confusing the American releases are Japan right here alongside with us the Navarre fiscal 2009 annual report states here's a good quote in particular a one licensed property accounted for 32 million dollars or 46 percent of Funimation's revenues for the fiscal year ended March 31st 2009 all signs pointing to Dragon Ball there it was also revealed that their Dragon Ball license had been extended for another five years I think we mentioned at the time that we only really stop to think that 
Funimation doesn't outright own the property. They're actually sublicensing it from Japan. That license has to be renewed or can be revoked. Going back to Walmart and the mistake. Now they update with cover art for the Dragon Ball Season 1 set, along with listings and cover art for single-disc releases of the Bardock and Trunks TV specials. Uh, these ultimately did come out. They were kind of broken out from their double feature version, the cropped widescreen release. Keeping going, Right Stuff updates with Dragon Ball Season 1 listing. At this point, Funimation can no longer kind of dance around it. Their Twitter account notes they'll finally be able to announce a release at Anime Expo that everyone already knows about. So, uh, all signs pointing to a release that I know we're going to talk about this later with uh, Decade stuff. If it's not on our top five, we'll at least give it a mention. Keeping it going, th- this saga just continued day after day with Funimation sulking behind their desks going, oh god. So commercial for Dragon Ball Season 1 pops up on YouTube courtesy of Jim Welch, a musician hired by Funimation to do promo stuff shows off the 4 by 3 aspect ratio it's going to be 31 episodes and 5 DVDs and it does indeed include episodes 1 through 13 well you see there was the mistake the original listing had it listed as widescreen 16 by 9 but it was actually <laughs> 4 by 3 so Funimation was not technically lying that's right it was a mistaken listing ah oh, Julian <laughs> you see you're just as clever as they are I'm, I'm just able to think the way that they do closing out the month a Kai soundtrack is announced with a limited edition version. Okay, so July. Hiroki Takahashi is confirmed to be performing the Wii game theme song, Power of Dreamer. This marking his first official Dragon Ball song since, like, the mid-90s and his first new Dragon Ball song since the 80s. I should note that the CD that they released a year or two ago does not count as a Dragon Ball CD, despite trying to build on that reputation. You're talking about Inazuma Challenger, but at the same time, there's also yeah. the uh, Makafushiki 2005 version CD, but those are still old songs, new versions of them. Yeah, uh, that's that's true, yeah. But yeah, this first new song that is officially part of the Dragon Ball franchise since the 80s. Right. Um, and next we got Nanko Bandai confirming their exclusive distribution of the D-Beat franchise video games in North America a license that runs for five years beginning in January 2010, but they had also secured the rights to initially publish three titles in 2009. I know we mentioned it, but this is when they finally confirmed it. So, this is a bit of a surprise considering Atari's sub-license was set to expire in January 2010. We talked all about their shenanigans previously. So, um, next we have Funimation confirming Dragon Ball season box sets at the Anime Expo panel, confirming what we've known for months. But at least we got official word this time. And uh, next we have Toy makes licensing deals in Latin America, bringing out things like magnets, backpacks, pencil cases, etc. Now, of course, Dragon Ball has been big for a long time in Latin America, where they've been just bringing over Japanese animation to fill out their TV programming for ages now. So they've got generations and generations raised on things like Dragon Ball and Saint Seiya and Sailor Moon and who knows what else. So definitely a big market that they've got built in for those kind of merchandise. So, moving on, we've got um, Raging Blast theme song, officially called Progression, and performed yet again by Hironobu Kageyama, no stranger to the franchise, and we couldn't be happier. Um, Next up, Funimation team up with Namco for a Dragon Ball Z crane game, specifically the prizes. Ah, Mary, I totally forgot that the uh, AMC we were at the other day had this at some point. I didn't bother to check and see if they still did. Oh, man. Yeah, we didn't really venture off to look for it. I Ah, totally forgot about this news piece. I totally forgot about this, too. Oh, well, Julian, keep us going. At Otakon, uh, Funimation announces DBZ Dragon Box, 
sits. And Julian, do you remember this with the emails and the staying up late and trying to update the site? Yes, <laughs> I do. And Mike, Mike, I remember you being quite, quite. Um, let's let's see. What's the best way to put this? You you were having a fangasm. I think we can all remember that. And next up, we have even more Viz Big Delays. Funny how that keeps popping up. I remember a time when Viz was playing upon the fact that they had the original uncensored version of Dragon Ball and then Funimation was the bad guy that they were taking pot shots at. <laughs> That's right. It's funny how the tables get turned like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have the Devar conference call. Uh, analyst Q&A session reveals that Funimation's license to Dragon Ball has been extended to mid-2015, giving a time frame for the five-year extension learned about earlier in the year. All right, Mary, take it away. August 2009. Germany in August got a sad, edited, dubbed-only DVD release of Dragon Ball Z that sounded, frankly, pretty hilarious. I remember Timo describing it as uh, a Stone Age release. On the other hand, France got a much better deal with an uncut Dragon Ball DVD release of the whole series in two box sets. I think this was the first announcement it would be coming out over the next couple months, but yeah, definitely a better deal for France and Germany here. Might as well just head on over and pick your stuff up over there. Going on to Kai stuff, Kui, Dodoria, Zarbon were announced as getting all new voices, as well as Dende and Cargo and the infamous stunt casting. <laughs> That's right. Uh, later that month, we had Toei and uh, YouTube kind of getting together to take down a lot of videos that may or may not have infringed on copyrights. And the whole deal here, everyone's big problem was taking down all the fan parodies and fair use aside, going after those instead of the full episodes that were and still are up seemed very counterproductive. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Alrighty, Funimation uh, announced that Dragon Ball would be receiving a season two two DVD box set. Very nice to see it. August also saw the beginning of the Angelo or Angelo Angelo controversy. (laughs) I think we spoke about that a couple weeks ago. Just a bit of follow-up on that. Uh, Also, we had Super Saiyan 3 Broly revealed as a character in Raging Blast. More video game stuff. The new Dragon Ball Online trailer showcased interactions with the original storyline and some new guy in Shadows at the end. More Kai stuff. The Kai song collection was announced and finally the Arabic voice actor for Goku Mr. Zayad Araf oh god I'm so sorry Arafei passed away Arafei Maybe. Much better attempt than either myself or Mary could do. Okay. September 2009. God, keeping it going. Voice replacements. The entire Ginyu Tok Sentai get new voices. As well as Nail and uh, my main man, Apul. At this point, almost every minor henchman in the Frieza saga got a replacement voice there. We also learned that Raging Blast was going to get a limited edition release in Europe with a soundtrack book, etc., and uh, Kai's soundtrack 2 was announced for November. Pretty short month. So, Julian, October, another somewhat short month. October 2009, the Dragon Ball manga is pulled from a Maryland school over controversy over naked body parts and lewd jokes. Oh, no, those poor children and their fragile minds and the crap that they watch on TV every day. And We uh, covered this one endlessly, that's for sure. Yes. Oh, I think just manga makes an easy scapegoat because it's not part of this that's culture. Right. Anyway... Uh, next, we have the Funimation Dragon Box confirmed to have no dub broadcast music track. Now, depending on where you fall in the fandom, this is either a wonderful thing, a an indifferent thing, or the absolute worst thing that Funimation could ever have done. Oh no, they've ruined it forever. But 
Life moves on. It's a choice they made. Yeah, life goes on. Anyhow, next we have Super Saiyajin 3 Vegeta revealed for Raging Blast. So... Awkward silence. Yes. And lastly, we have the Funimation Dragon Box delayed one Ah. week. You know, people who had been eagerly anticipating it have to sit tight. But in the end, it doesn't seem to matter very much because they start trickling out before the official release date. (laughs) I know, that was uh, fantastic. Which which makes people wonder why it was delayed anyway. Yep, yep. Mary, we up to you? Yes, indeed. Another short month, November 2009. Wow, I thought the last couple months were pretty huge with news, but okay. The the bullet points don't lie. First up, Toei cuts a deal with Medcom to air all of Dragon Ball in Panama with Play Arte to release Dragon Ball Ball on DVD in Brazil. Also, a Dragon Ball DS2 was announced, and that'll be coming out in February. That's right. All right. Closing it off, December 2009, just this month, Dragon Ball turns 25 years old on December 3rd. In uh, Volume 51 of Weekly Shonen Jump in 1984, the first chapter of Dragon Ball debuted, and here we are, 25 years later, talking about uh, stuff being pulled off the shelves in Australia, pulled out of schools in Maryland, all because of a little monkey boy and his pee-pee hanging out. Also this month, can you take a wild guess what was delayed again? That's right, this big. Once more, screwing up people trying to keep up with the manga review of awesomeness with their omnibus editions. I'd apologize, but we have nothing to do with it. Finally, well not finally, two last things. Funimation drops the MSRP on Dragon Box number two. This is seen as a very good thing by most of fandom. And we just recently talked about it. Angelo is a pirate. The uh, local voice actor for Kirin comes out and calls him a pirate. And even Toei comes out and says, yeah, uh, this isn't licensed. We have no idea what this is person is doing or talking about let me have this week's news so that catches you up on uh all the big news for 2009 of course we didn't talk about every little last story i think we covered all the big stuff what i would like to do right now is check in on what we said almost exactly a year ago i think we'll all swap with each other we'll uh call out each other's predictions and we'll uh see how we did i gotta start it off here mary you went first a year ago are you ready for this okay i'm ready First thing you said, video games will still be coming out in obscene numbers. And when I pushed you to, you know, really come out and say what you thought, you said, well, two were announced at that point. We'll see four new games. Mary, how many games came out this year? I don't know. I don't even remember titles you because ready? I don't play them. You ready? Dragon Ball Evolution on the PSP. Okay. Uh, Saiyajin Raishu on the DS. Okay. Revenge of King Piccolo slash uh, Daiboken. Uh-huh. I'm Raging Blast. Oh, shit. Then on, four Dragon well, Ball games came out in 2009. And it makes sense because I was going to say you can do it one per quarter of the fiscal year, but seeing as how they we packed three, three <laughs> in the same month, well, I then... Think the Wii game was like the end of October for us, even though it came out in Japan much earlier. Even but so, yeah. they're weeks apart. Yeah, absolutely. Man, very, very good there, Mary. Woohoo! You also said that Viz will find another way to re-release the manga, maybe with 3D wacky glasses, and they'll do something else with the Daisenshu. <laughs> well, I was wrong about that. <laughs> if anything, they kind of didn't re-release the manga as much as they should have with all the Viz big release or delays. Yep. And yeah, nothing new with the Daisenshu. Not so good there. You also said to close up, Funimation will put out all the movies and the double features, and uh, as well as GT, they had those two sets, and then they're going to do a giant DBZ set. We will talk about 
what happened with Z, uh, with my predictions, of course. Uh, all the movies did come out in the double features, and the two GT sets, I think, were just a couple months apart, but not so much with the giant DBZ set. We'll talk about that. Mary, why don't you ream Julian here? All right, well, Julian's first prediction was that the live-action movie will not have a huge impact on fandom. It'll be received as just a generic live-action movie. I think that's pretty spot-on. Good job, Julian. <laughs> All right. Also, Julian predicted that with the economic cooldown, there wasn't going to be much in the way of new stuff. Uh, sure, there'd be some compilations and stuff, but not a whole lot of new stuff. Um, I think he's wrong here. Mm. There was a shocking yeah, amount of new I, stuff. I gotta say, I was actually really surprised. And finally, Julian predicted he would still be in Japan, which he is. Good job, dude. Yes. Uh, except he's two out of three. Every time you're in Japan, I think I remember you, you predict this each time, and it ends up being true. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it's true. All right, Julian, take yes. it away. What did I say? So, Mike, you predicted that Funimation will fi- finish up its full remastered series on DVD and will announce a Blu-ray release. A 99% guarantee on that. Well, I'm afraid that <laughs> Funimation threw you a curveball right there. <laughs> if you go back, I was so embarrassed. I listened to myself make this prediction. The conviction in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> appalled me. Yes. <laughs> At the time, with the information that we had, and all sound business matters, and I... Come on. <laughs> Come on. What else could I have said? I'd, I'd have to say, Mike, I think Funimation heard your prediction last time and decided that they'd have to prove you wrong. <laughs> to screw with your brain. So they announced the yeah. Dragon Box instead. You know, I talk endlessly about how Funimation releases things just to mess with me, make it difficult to update the DVD guide. And uh, I think this is proof of that. <laughs> oh, we are not done with my total, total embarrassment. Julian, what is the next thing that I said? Okay, so nothing to come with, uh, to come of episodes 1 to 13 of Dragon Ball. No resolution, no announcement, and maybe in 2010 we'll hear about it. Well, <laughs> Wow. Again, come on! We're striking out so badly. No, no, you were fine. Funimation once again heard you and decided to start putting out season sets of Dragon Ball. Any, any, any other year, these would have been the two safest predictions of all time. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> uh... All right, the rest of mine aren't quite as embarrassing, but keep going. What else did I say? We have you saying we'll see three games actually come out with one more announced, and it'll be a PSP game, DBZ Story, which is, I think, the Kai game for DS, right. Burst Limit 2, and one more announced for 2010. Well, no Burst Limit 2. Uh, I guess you can say Raging Blast took up uh, that slack. And then uh, the Wii game came out of left field. Yes. Not so good there, Mike. Well, you know, you almost kind of got in the ballpark there. Uh, it was halfway on that one. Alright, what else did I have? Okay, so next, uh, you don't think Viz will do much with Dragon Ball other than the Viz Bigs? No announcements of any Daizenshu. Thank you! There I go. Finally something solid. They can't even yes. do the Viz Bigs, though. Yeah, I was wondering about Viz 2. Lately, they just seem to be kind of erratic. I mean, I'm glad that they're speeding up the pace of their One Piece releases, but I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, it's a crazy company right now and let's see next you have evolution will be pretty terrible all right solid there 
<laughs> and next, no new animation next year. The jump special was a one-time thing for now. Well, it depends on your school of thought there, I guess. Yeah. On the one hand, you got Kai, and it does have the new opening and ending themes, and the occasional in-between animation that's brand new, but... I'm going to say I'm mostly right on this, in terms of an actual feature, I think, is what I was going for. But, yeah, I think Kai took us all by surprise. Yeah. You suppose there'll actually be a Kai movie? Oh, I don't even want to think about that. (laughs) So, those were the predictions we made in 2008 for... 2009. We're going to make predictions again in 2009 as we close up for 2010. First up, before we do that, uh, we're going to do a top five list. Oh boy. We came into the decade. We'll, we'll say we start with 2000. We'll go to 2009. That's not quite the accurate description of a decade. Well, I mean, it is a decade, but it's not the new decade. Whatever. We came in with GT having ended years earlier in 1997. The series was essentially taking a break in Japan for the meantime, anyway. Season 4 of Funimation's dub of DBZ was airing for the first time. This was new at the time in 2000. We were just getting bilingual uncut DVDs of the series. VHS was still coming. VHS VHS was not quite dead, and Dragon Ball and GT had yet to be revisited by Funimation. So that's where we're starting in 2000. Now, the way we came up with a top five list, we did it kind of VG Convo style. We had all the big stories of the last decade that they gave to the three of us. We sat down and we made ourselves a top ten list individually. So with the top story getting ten points and going on down from there. We kind of tallied up all the points and the votes that everything got, and we came to what I'm going to call our mutual top five, and it's a very, very interesting one. There's actually a tie in there, amazingly enough, but I think this is uh, very, very representative of what the five biggest stories of the decade were. This is Japan and North America, and there's some Europe and other stuff in there as well, but it didn't seem like it made the full list. Julian, get us going. What was number five? Yes, number five, Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, God, can you guys remember all the stories and the false stories? And the false poster art and oh, just God. like, yeah, yeah, that'll happen. A live action Dragon Ball Z movie. <laughs> the false poster art actually made it look like it could be a good adaptation. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know what? I vividly remember where we were, Mary, when we got the official, final, real confirmation this was happening. We were up at your sister's place, and I had been up all night allergic to the rabbit. I remember getting this news and being bombarded with texts and all sorts of there were stories about filming down in Mexico. This was crazy. It took a while, but we finally got an American-made live-action Dragon Ball movie. Was it everything you hoped it to be, Mary? I didn't hope for anything, so... <laughs> um. I can't accurately answer that question. I don't know how else to describe it. I I think the best thing you can do is go back and listen to the multiple reviews we did of it. Julian, you first reviewed it uh, when it came out in Japan, and then we did a big group uh, viewing and review after its release here in North America. I have to say that I think the early fake reports about the movie were a little more believable than some of the stuff that we actually got. (laughs) They were more interesting, too. Yeah. So I have to say the filming in Mexico stuff, I, I had a long time before I actually believed it until we oh, got I know. confirmation of that. But in the end, 
that's what it was. Mary, we had a tie, I guess you can say, for number three and four. We'll call them both tied at number three. What was the first one? I'll call it number four because it appears first on the list. But it's tied. It's They're tied. Equal. They're equally good. Okay, the first number three is the announcement of the cons and bond releases and also kind of shoved in with that story is the fact that there was a new ending to the manga drawn and written by the man himself, which is crazy. And I don't know what necessarily prompted this. I don't know if maybe in Japan they're not huge fans of the original ending too or what. Maybe it's just nostalgia. But the fact that the author himself went back to mess with his own work is pretty unprecedented. I, I think we first learned about it from Greg Warner, who had just done an April Fool's joke, and then the next <laughs> day put up the information about this, and no one was believing it at the time, but word quickly spread. It was a slightly elaborated ending. Julian, we, we have scans and information up on the site. How would you describe the new ending? Yeah, well, I'd say the, the new ending is a little bit more fitting as a closure to the series rather than leaving it kind of open-ended. Right. So and I think that respect it's better, although he does does throw a little bit of a curveball in there and changes uh, the very last page to include a panel with Vegeta. Right, right. Being a little bit ominous. So it's very strange in that it almost makes you feel as though GT is now an official part of the accepted storyline, but who knows. That was a pretty big one. And in conjunction with some of the new video games, uh, that really prompted this huge revival over there in Japan, right? Yeah, it's weird. Ever since then, we've just been getting this deluge of stuff, and it hasn't ended at all. (laughs) That was that break I was talking about. I mean, after GT ended in 97, Final Bout came out that year as well. There was kind of nothing for a while. Then we got... the Legendary Super Warriors on Game Boy Color. I think that was 2002. And uh, what was the constant bond? 2003? This just, man, it jump-started everything that we're still feeling the effects of. So also tied at number three. You can judge me on my pronunciation here. Os kaitekita songoku to nakamatachi. This was really absolutely huge and kind of came out of nowhere. We just were not expecting any new animation of this caliber. I mean, it was basically a, a new movie, uh, a pretty short one, but to have new foot, newly animated footage, and what I think made this special, as a contrast to Kai, is this used the original score from the TV series from Shunsuke Kikuchi. Yeah, it made it feel like it was part of the yeah. show, and like no time had passed, and this was always meant to be there. We were just back in our shoes of total fanboy glee with this, and what made it even bigger of a story was that in addition to the tour and the couple stops it played out there, they streamed it online the day after the tour ended. Not only that, in four languages subtitled. Crazy. We were able to watch this subtitled, mostly accurately translated, in English the day after the tour ended through their 40th anniversary browser jump thing, whatever it was. Absolutely, absolutely unprecedented. Completely going around Funimation at this point. We as fans in America could legally sit and watch this new Dragon Ball animation. I was floored... I can remember how I felt and smiling. It was just the most amazing thing. I had a smile plastered on my face for the first time as far as Dragon Ball stuff goes in years. I think I, I have to imagine it was a little bit different for fans like us that had been into it for so long. I mean, if you were new to the series, maybe you still had some of that, oh, everything is new and it's all still kind of cool. We hadn't seen anything new in 10 years. An entire decade had gone by without 
something new like this. Absolutely floored. And we did get uh, this limited edition DVD giveaway release over in Japan. I know you had to send away for DVDs and... Someone still owes me a copy. You know, eventually we'll get that in. We'll do a on its way. <laughs> we'll do a follow-up review on it. But the Jump Super Anime Tour from 2008, the new special, absolutely one of the biggest stories of the entire decade. Okay, so the Dragon Boxes, the big, big DVD release of the entire whole shebang. Basically, the entire series and all the movies they came out with in Japan starting in 2003. So, this was the major, major DVD release across really, really huge box sets, deluxe editions with massive uh, bit rates, with clear audio and slightly remastered footage, but retaining the original integrity of the series, and with fancy extras along the way. So this is kind of a two-pronged story, hence it being at number two on our list. Well, I, I think the biggest part of it is The that fact that they exist. Well, yeah, I mean, they remastered the footage, they went back to the original stuff, and Japan finally got a home release yeah, completely. Exactly. And the fact that we got it over here was just icing on the cake. I mean, we had a lot of reverse importation of this stuff, people laying out big bucks to get this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this year, a couple months ago, we happened to get it as well, which was also completely unexpected, considering all the other releases we had gotten in this country as well. I think it wouldn't be as big of a story for North America had we not received such a checkered release of the series here in the U.S. If we just had the singles as is, continuing the three or four episodes, it would still be awesome, but it wouldn't be as awesome as it is following up the Orange Bricks. Which was its own big story. So Dragon Boxes are our number two. Our number one story of the decade. Just getting in by a hair in 2009, Dragon Ball Kai. Remember flipping out over this and the flipping out turning basically to disappointment and apathy as time goes on. I haven't bothered to watch it since Saiyajin arc ended, but it's still the biggest story of the decade by our votes and our tallying here. Julian, why do you think Kai is such a big deal? I think just because it's Dragon Ball on the TV garnering uh, even a new audience I suppose you could say viewers, including my fiance, <laughs> And the fact that they're going back and, you know, they're treating this as a new release, even though most of it is just revamped old right, footage. that's the big thing there. You know, it's in a, it's breathing a new, new life into the series after all the... It's, it's another stage in the revival that began, you know, six-odd years ago. Would you say it's the next stage in Dragon Ball's evolution? Um... Uh, no, I would not. But okay. I'd say that it's an interesting way of revitalizing the franchise. The next thing, however, I'd like to see is an actual new animation in the lines of the Jump Anime Tour. But Right, it's what we wanted all along. <laughs> Mary, what are your thoughts on Kai? Why is this the biggest story of the decade? Um, mainly because, just from my own perspective, and I don't want to speak for both of you, but it came out of left field because we didn't see a need for something like this. Yeah, I mean, at least with the Dragon Ball, or I'm sorry, the Dragon Boxes, you know, there was a need for a home release, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, it was a surprise, but it was also like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. This was kind of like, really? We need this? Well, okay. Is this how they're doing it? What? (laughs) And it, it's, we, I mean, we've, we've harped on this before, how with all the editing and the cutting of episodes, it's emulating the first two seasons of Dragon Ball here in North America with right. its speediness and New self-censorship. Store. Crazy. <laughs> so it's kind of bizarre. I mean, it ended up being something different from what I was expecting. But the fact that it's even getting this kind of 
treatment is fascinating. I think it's all that extra stuff that makes it so big. It's the new score from Kenji Yamamoto, the voice replacements, the crazy home release with the 4x3 Blu-rays and the 16x9 DVDs. Just everything about Kai is so strange and weird, and it's a new sort of version of the show that's on TV in Japan. It's this new thing. We talked about it when it came out. It's the first aspect of Dragon Ball, the first new product to come out in the digital age. I mean, people are watching it as it airs in Japan. That never happened with the series before. We were always watching year-old fan subs and raw VHSs, and finally Funimation got VHS and DVDs, but it was still years old at this point. This is brand spanking new. We're watching it as it comes out. It's just completely unprecedented for Dragon Ball especially, but for everything. Dragon Ball Kai, we unanimously, sort of, not entirely, agree is the biggest story of the decade. It just seems to come out that way. That's what we thought were the biggest stories of the decade, but we wanted to get your opinions. I threw this out on Twitter and Facebook. I did a 24-hour blast asking everyone, what did you think the biggest story of the last decade was? Let's run through a few of these. John over on Facebook said, obviously, it's the GT rap intro. We all thought we knew GT when we clearly did not. Then we stepped into the Grand Tour. <laughs> we stepped into something. <laughs> Mary, oh, what did dear. Jason say over on Facebook? Uh, he says Cross Epic. As a big One Piece fan as well, when I heard that uh, Oda and Toriyama were going to do a crossover together, he couldn't wait. I couldn't yeah. wait. I was switching uh, perspectives there. Sorry. <laughs> Julian, I think you had that on your personal top ten, but didn't make the yeah. final top five list. Yeah, that's okay, though, but I really enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun, even if it was just a little silly right. crossover. What did uh, Taylor say over on Facebook? Yes, Taylor said, definitely the jump special, but the dragon box comes in right behind it. I think that the newness of the special put it first for me, but it just felt so damn nostalgic to watch. They need to do more things like that. <laughs> I think we're in agreement there. Moving over to Twitter, Lloyd, Super Saiyan 4 said, probably the live action movie, even though it flopped horrendously. It was a big deal <laughs> that it came out. I mean, it was a big story. Uh, Mary, keep it going. All right, Michael slash Penguin Truth on Twitter writes, The Dragon Box is easily. Finally, Dragon Ball Z and GT came out on DVD for the Japanese, and we finally got a good quality set. I think he's referring to uh, the American one there. Yeah, absolutely. Julian, what did uh, Dragon Pierce say? For the decade, the Dragon Box coming out in general. Who knew America would get it in the same generation? I certainly did not know, or could call it and i'm ashamed of myself <laughs> also on twitter cc lemon 99 said it has to be the new jump anime tour dbz special a lot of people going with that uh mary our good buddy tanuki i say getting a pretty decent translated daisenshu here was kind of big absolutely that one shocked the hell out of us that's for sure julian what did uh yes. some guy named heath or ugio from some site have to say Oh, yeah. Well, I've never heard of this guy before, but he said JSAT, Jump Super Anime Tour Special, all the way. <laughs> Absolutely. And Mary, the other guy from that site over there. What did uh, Jake, Mr. Herms, have to say for himself? I'd have to go with Kai. It's a quasi-new series airing on TV and bringing in good ratings while the Dragon Boxes are just fancy box sets. There you go. Absolutely wonderful perspective. From the PETA gallery. couple new ones in there. You know, Cross Epic got some uh, representation and Step Into the Grand Tour starting us <laughs> off with some great responses there. Always lovely to hear what you guys have to say. So that's actually going to be kind of in lieu of our emails this episode. It was great to hear. 
area. Uh, if you guys want to connect with us and answer our questions in quick fashion, Mary, we do have her email address, which is podcast at dizex.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at dizex.com. And as you can tell by this section, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter, both under the name Dizex. That's right. Whatever the site is, slash Dizex, that is where you'll find us. With 2009 behind us, and our top five stories of the decade behind us. And there were so many other things. There was the Dragon Ball 1 through 13 here in the U.S., which were in my predictions and that finally got resolved. The orange bricks were huge over here as well. There's a lot of other stuff in Japan. Knowing all of this and seeing where we've come from, it's time to get your predictions for 2010. I'm going to start, Julian, with you. Yes. Where are we heading? Well, I would say, first of all, Viz will continue sporadically with its Viz big releases. Do you think they'll finish them? Um, you know, I don't know. I kind of hope they will, but I'm not really <laughs> sure at this point. All right. I'm going to say there's probably not going to be any news on the Kanzenban front or the Daizenshu front for a while. Maybe okay. not till 2011 for Viz. That's probably going to be it for them. Funimation, they're going to continue with the Dragon Box releases. I'm hoping they'll put out something in the way of the movies or perhaps the GT or the Dragon Ball sets, but they're going to concentrate on the DBZ one. I'm going to say they're probably not going to do Kai yet, but maybe they'll surprise us. Okay. Anything else? Um, there's going to be the usual slew of video games. And maybe, I'm going to say there there is the possibility that there could be some new DBZ animation, but I'm, I don't want to commit to it. Is that wishful thinking or is that a prediction? It may be both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that how you want to wrap it up? I'll still be in Japan. Okay. <laughs> well, but, you come back I'll, at some point. I'll, yes, I'll be coming back during time next year for about right. two weeks, and hopefully I'll see you guys. Safe prediction, as always. Let's go over to Mary, then. What are your predictions for 2010? i got to do my obligatory video game count prediction. All right, so, so we got one confirmed for February. We have Dragon Ball DS confirmed. I think that's it, right? It's kind now. of like last year, where there was already one announced. A DS so I less. said, there was one announced, so I was like, okay, talking about the three onto that. I feel like I don't want to commit to that, because I feel like this steam train should be slowing down at some point, but I it, know, it right? never does. So I'm going to say four again. You're going to say four I'm gonna video games. I'm going to say four video games, and that released. That released. All right. And that may or may not include Dragon Ball Online in this country. Oh, okay. Alright. I am going to say, um, I'm going to agree with Julian that they're not not gonna announce or they i mean funimation it's not gonna announce kai for next year it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense since they're still in the middle of the dragon boxes however they do need something new and fresh to whet people's appetites so i'm gonna say they're gonna announce the jump anime tour and put that out okay on a disc gotcha maybe two discs maybe they'll do a blu-ray too because it's so nice and sexy looking mm. so i'm gonna say they'll do a standard release and a blu-ray release that'll be the- interesting japan only has a dvd and that was not a mainstream release either that's my that's my call they got right. they need to do something new Dragon Ball in addition to the Dragon Boxes in coming to the out. Yeah. It okay. would be crazy if they didn't have that. They're probably just sitting on it for next year. That's my guess. Okay. So, um, what else do I think is going to happen? Maybe a direct-to-video sequel to Dragon Ball Evolution. No, it's too soon. It's only <laughs> one year later. Okay, so um, I, I rescind that All right. that <laughs> prediction. <laughs> well, I guess Kai's going to keep going, but I don't really have any new predictions for that. Okay. I'm going to say that Viz is done with their Daisenshu stuff Nothing. For now. Nothing. Yeah. Right. I think that's it out of me. 
Okay, take it over to me. I don't know if I should even bother. I mean, judging by what I said for 2009 and what happened, but <laughs> take a stab at it anyway. Start off with video games. Here's what I think is going to come in 2010. We got Dragon Ball DS2 confirmed. I think we'll see a sequel to Saiyajin Raishu. It did end with this kind of silhouette of Frieza. What will it cover? Ah, that's weird. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you'll go through the Frieza arc and maybe some movie stuff. Will Kula be involved? I don't know, but I, I think we'll see a sequel for it, if not released, at least announced. I think we're going to see something on the PSP. Will it be a burst limit too? Are they going to port it down over there? Will it be something entirely new? I don't know, but I think uh, Dragon Ball is due for another PSP release. And I think we're going to see a Raging Blast 2 announcement. It might come out. They seem to really love their November releases for the main console games. So let's look for Raging Blast 2 on schedule October, November 2010. I think that's it for video games. Uh, let's talk about Kai. The way Kai is going, we see nothing in the advertisements or any kind of related materials that hints at anything past Frieza. I think we talked a little bit about it. Was Kai just sort of a test where they only committing through Frieza and they're going to see how it's going to go. Well, the ratings are doing well enough. I think Kai is going to continue onward. We're going to get past Frieza. I think we'll go into at least sell. Mary, I am on board with you 100%. Funimation is going to announce and release the uh, Jump Special from 2008. Like you said, in the midst of re-releases, they need something new Dragon Ball. They've probably been sitting on it. The answer is always, you know, we have nothing to announce at this time. It's kind of a non-committal yes answer in a way. I think they have it and I think it's going to come out next year. Uh, I think we're going to hear an announcement about the Dragon Box movies from Funimation. Their original press release said they have it. Uh, whether or not we'll see it released, I don't know, but I think we'll hear at least another confirmation. Yeah, that is our plan to put that out. I think they'll continue with their Dragon Ball sets, the uh, the blue ones. Otherwise, we'll hear nothing with regard to Dragon Ball and GT. I think they'll sit out this year in favor of Z exclusively. Nothing from Viz. Uh, even with all the delays, maybe they'll finally get around to finishing Viz big. No Daisenshu, no extra guidebooks. I think Viz is going to a weird place right now, and I think Dragon Ball is done from their perspective. Those are my predictions for 2010. I am uh, not looking forward to checking back in a year from now and seeing how poorly I did. That's going to wrap up our year-end and decade-end episode. It was lovely to share it with you, Mary. I feel like we got to pop the champagne and throw streamers around and well, get noisemakers. Um, I'm going to set myself up a little eggnog with a little rum in it and start editing the episode. Oh, so that's you kind know of how to edit, man. That's right. Speaking of noisemakers, I better dig some out for New Year's that's Eve. That's right. We got New Year's. Julian, happy New Year to you over in Japan. Yo. Yeah. Also, because it'll already be the new year by the time this okay, comes out. Okay, thank you. I know what that one is. I'm good there. Uh, Julian, what do you have to say for yourself in your uh, staticky fashion, which I'm going to do my best to get around in? He sounds post. good. I'm going to do my best in the new year. Hopefully, this connection will clear up. Hopefully, this will clear up for you, Julian. Don't worry. It's not a big deal. It's just sounds, a minor infection. This sounds perfect right now. <laughs> as long as my finger gets better and doesn't fall off. Again. <laughs> That's right. Don't get hit by any more trucks over there. All right. We're done. I'm wrapping it up. It was lovely to have you next week. Hopefully, we're going to be back on schedule with our manga review of awesomeness. <laughs> what are you laughing at? 
have to find a copy and then somehow get it to Jeff in the next week. I and think by copy, I mean we're going to be digging out our monthly jumps. Yes, because I refuse to pay Viz anymore, especially with all the nonsense they're going through right now. I'm not getting it's any all the more reason novels. to give them money. Want me to send in a Japanese copy? No, I've got two Japanese copies. I don't need that anymore. Just need something you can read, right? Yeah, I need to pass around at least an English version. We'll refer to the Japanese when necessary. Yeah, we should be on the schedule hopefully next week, volume 32. Uh, a month after that, volume 33 will have an interesting scenario Jacob finally brought to my attention because I'm not aware what's going on. That's where uh, Trunks the Story is. So I think what we'll do Ooh. is uh, we'll break that up into two episodes, but that's in February. Look forward to that. I'm really looking forward to starting off the new year right with some great stuff. I've been hinting at it. We'll talk with uh, Kunsai about martial arts inspiration. I'm really hoping to get Kenny Sue on to talk about background music and the big shift to Kai. Lots of great stuff coming your way. And as always, the Yamcha episode is in the pipeline. We will talk about our main Wolfman here. Starting off 2010 with a bang. Mary, good to have you. Oh, good to be here. Is that a noise you started making? You said with a bang is all like, great. (laughs) You over there. Yes, I am over here. Goodbye. Bye now. And for Julian off in Japan. Good sir. Where can you find us online? You can find us on the internet at www.daizex.com. That's daizex.com. That's correct. For these two fine people, my name is Mike Vegito EX, and I shall see you next week for episode 204. Daizen Shu EX. Kotoshi mo kite kudasatte arigatou gozaimasu. Rainen mo tanoshimi.